What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the Crab Show, crabs! What the crab are crabs up to? Are crabs building a crab society? What kinds of crab structures are the crabs crabbing up crab? This crab or this and more as we answer the age-old crustacean, I mean, question, did we all be crabs? Joining me today is one of my favorite comedians, Twitter video artiste, and crab appreciator, Kylie Brakeman. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about crabs. Yes. I am so excited to have you. You, Your tweets and your videos are amazing. And the reason I have you on today to talk about crabs is you have tweeted about crabs favorably. Yes, I've, 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 sent, I've fired off some pro-crab tweets. Right. I can go on the record and say that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I had a feeling you were pro-crab, but I'm glad that we could just like clear the air between us. And Yeah, just, it's important you know, to say it. It's important yeah, to say yeah. it. Yeah, we're pro-crab, mm-hmm. damn it. <laughs> And you actually have a tweet that shows some really interesting crab behavior of a sand bubbler crab. So it's a little little teeny tiny crab in the sand digging digging a hole. And it looks like you tweeted, cannot believe my guy built himself a hot tub in 15 seconds flat. Uh, and it, I mean, this crab, Kylie, this crab. He's a precious little guy. He's yeah. a precious little guy. And more than that, he's an architect. I mean, because yeah. I feel like I've seen sand crabs before, like on just like, I don't know, like the Santa Monica beach, like the way they dig directly into the ground. But this yeah, guy is like doing like a whirly gig. Like he's yes. like building himself like it almost looks like a little igloo. Yeah, actually, Kylie, that's what they're called by biologists. Really? Yeah. Wow. You didn't didn't even go to biology school and you knew what they were called. So 
take no, that. No, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor you're, now. You're a doctor. I guess do- Dr. Kylie Brakeman, I have to say now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're, you got to re-record the intro with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because- I mean, like, there are people who, like, got their PhDs in evolutionary biology, but it turns out... Guys, you just got lapped by Kylie Brakeman. Sorry. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta be on it, guys. Catch yeah. up, biologists. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yes, they do build a little like hot tub dome out of sand. So they start out, it looks like a cool little hot tub, but then they keep going until it's this full-on dome that ensconces them, and they are teeny tiny little guys. We we love to we love to talk about a tiny guy on this show. Um, <laughs> They're about or tiny tw- girls or but tiny they girls. They feel like guys, not to gender <laughs> it, but <laughs> that is a crab sexist. Uh, I'll have you know. Uh, that's for another episode. That's yeah. We're gonna have to go into crab sexism now. Oh well, but yeah. So they are about 0.4 inches wide or one centimeter, and they're sand colored because they live in sand, and sand is basically their whole deal. It's you know that's. That's their thing is sand. They they really have made that their brand. I mean, that's very clear. But just from this 20 second video, I'm like, this is a guy who knows about sand. Yeah. I didn't realize they were one centimeter, though. Yeah, that's tiny, tiny. It, I mean, I was imagining like a couple inches of guy, but like that is yeah. a tiny, tiny crab. Not even an inch of guy. Uh, Yeah, no, they they are very small, but with their small size, they accomplish great things such as including building that little igloo. They are found on tropical beaches all around the Indo-Pacific Ocean, and they love wet sand. They love it. They eat it. Who doesn't? They live in it. Who doesn't love it? So they actually will eat sand. And when I say eat sand, they're not actually like shoving clawfuls of sand and just like eating the actual sand, but they filter out tiny particles of organic matter in the sand and eat that. So... They like to filter through the sand, but they don't like getting buffeted around by the high tide. So what's just a little guy to do? You got to create a burrow in the sand to hide when the tide comes in. So he's making himself like a little restaurant, like a little dining yeah. room. Yeah. Wow. Like, but it's a combination restaurant, dining room and bunker, like a uh, bomb <laughs> shelter, you know? He's a doomsday prepper. He is a doomsday prepper. Uh, to be fair, Doomsday does come every day multiple times with the high tide, but yes, right. it could happen to us too. You know, alien high tides could happen, and so if we learned from these crabs, maybe we would be less skeptical of Doomsday preppers. It could. No, there's a lot to learn there. I just think it's fascinating how many animals live, like, right on the high tide because it's constantly changing and it looks so dangerous. I'm like, how did life start in the ocean? That looks like the scariest place to live. Yeah, I was terrified of the ocean when I was a kid because I remember I was playing on the sand, building a sandcastle, which was really just kind of a pile of sand. It wasn't, it didn't have like turrets or any kind of like no like, you know, flying buttresses or anything. It was like a pile. But, you know, anyways, I was building my sand pile and then a wave come comes in and just completely wrecks me and my kingdom. And it was traumatizing. Damn, everything you built, everything you worked for, just yeah. gone in a second. I am Ozymandias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your kingdom gone. I yeah. definitely have, like, wave trauma where I I don't, like, I go in, like, water, I go in the water where it's, like, small waves, 
but big waves, I used to try and like body surf as a 10 year old and mm-hmm. I just got salt water in my nose too many times. And now yeah. I'm like, I stay away. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing quite like just standing in the ocean, minding your own business and then getting punched by water. Getting that... absolutely pummeled as like a yeah. child. Decked in the they... face. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ocean reminding us like, I'm not for you. Like, yeah, you belong on land. You do not belong in me. Yeah. Hey, did you adapt? Did you adapt for the water? No, people eat, eat then this get out. sandwich made out of saline. Yeah. <laughs> They're all our school bullies. Yeah. Yeah. I got bullied by the ocean a lot when I was a kid. It's a it's yeah. a traumatizing thing. But that's why I feel like these these little sand bubbler crabs are heroes because they're, they're these just little toinies, little teeny toinies. And then the ocean is like, well, I'm going to shove you in a locker. And it's like, haha, not so fast. I've created an igloo out of sand. And now I'm in here and you can't get me. And in this little igloo, they've actually trapped a bubble of air. So they're totally fine. You know, they can breathe. They're fine. They're cool. Whoa. They're just like chilling out in their little igloo while the tide is doing its stupid thing. And they're like, yeah, sure, do whatever you want, Tide. I'm in here, and I'm fine. I have a house. I'm yeah. a self-sufficient guy. And I am a homeowner, all right? Yeah, he's paying a mortgage on that thing. Like, yeah. how many times does he make that in a day? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, actually, in terms of breathing, even though crabs are aquatic, or in this case, semi-aquatic, they have gills that can breathe underwater, but... They also, their gills can breathe in air as long as the gills are moist. You want to have moist gills, always with the moist gills. Right. Yeah, as we know. But since sand bubblers spend so much time in the open air, they have also developed gas windows on their legs, which are membranous discs that researchers think is for gas exchange. So they might breathe with their legs, maybe? Whoa. That is innovation. Yeah. Really, like, we're not taking advantage of our legs. Our legs could be doing more. I know. I know. It's like, oh, okay, so you can walk. All right. So you're a one-trick pony, you're saying, legs. Yeah, yeah. You got one thing. What else you got? You got to keep it fresh. I can't even smell with my feet. What is that? What do you mean? Like, yeah. You know, we're, we're not more evolved than these guys. Like, yeah. I don't think we are. I think yeah. we're just different. Although I guess if they like skip leg day, then they could die, which, you know, is a problem. Yeah, that's a little tough. That's That's tough. That's a little hard. I can't keep up with that. (laughs) So uh, like you guessed correctly, Kylie, the protective domed burrow is uh, called an igloo. And they just chill out in there, perfectly safe, breathing perfectly happy while the tide is going on, uh, creating a mess of everything. Um, But not only are they pros at rapid burrow construction multiple times a day because they have to uh, rebuild the burrow after each tide cycle, uh, they are also experts at making balls. So remember when I said they eat sand? I mean, you probably do because it was like two minutes ago. Yes, that happened um, like a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I remember that. Yeah, yeah, they they eat sand, but not really like the silica part of the sand. They eat the organic matter in the sand. So in order to like suck out all the good parts of the sand, they have to filter through it. And the way they do it, unlike other crabs that just like pick up some sand and uh, kind of filter it out and like spit it out, they put keep putting sand in their mouth parts and use water stored in their gill chambers 
and turns it into this little vortex inside their mouths. And they wash the sand, but in this circular motion, and they create a big ball of sand in their mouth and using the water to like flush all of the edible organic bits out of it until they have this clean ball of sand that they spit out. So the ball is like the waste. The ball yes. is like what what they don't want to eat. Right, exactly. The ball is the reject bits, and they have already sucked out all the juices from the sand, all the nutritious ju- ju- <laughs> nutritious juices. Yummy, yummy, yummy sand. Yummy. If you've ever sucked on some sand, you know, you get oh, there's a lot in there. I love going to the beach and sucking on sand. <laughs> My favorite thing to do. The new diet. It's called sand, but like with an umlaut over the A, and you just suck sand. on sand. It's just a couple of handfuls of sand a day, and then you can work out so much better. You're so much more efficient. It's really good for being regular. You know what I mean? Just suck on some sand. Yeah, Yeah, for being normal. It's great for being regular, um, you know, in the stomach sense, and regular normal as a person as well. Right. (laughs) These balls, I will say, they also, they are very cute. They look like boba. Yeah, they do. They're very perfectly spherical balls. Like, they make they're yeah. just the perfect little size and they're all kind of a uniform size because they keep making this ball and sucking out the juices of the sand until the ball is just too big for them to look over because they don't want to like have the ball so big that it impedes their eyesight so they can't watch out for predators so as yeah. soon as the ball's just about the size of like a little marble they spit it out and start sucking through some new sand i'm looking at this jib it looks like they're doing it really fast i don't know yes. if this is sped up but it looks like it's instant. I don't think it's sped up that fast. It might be a little bit, but I think it's pretty quick. Because they don't, it just looks like they're going through like a ball-shaped chamber. Like they're not like, like completely just like molding it like a, yeah. like, like you're on some sort of like a ceramic pot spinny thing. Like it's like, no, it's not like, like it that goes up through goes. the tube and then it goes out. Right. Yeah. It's not it's not like in ghosts where there there's like one crab behind it and the music swells and they're like creating a ball together. No, it's just like they put it in the mouth. They 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 like take their little pincers and go get like little bits of sand in the mouth. Again, the water in that they're using to flush all the yummies out of the sand is like creating this vortex in their mouth and it's like spinning around and then they just chuck out a ball. They're like little ball-making machines. They're so cute. It's adorable. They could create like a little marble factory. They could. Free labor. Yeah. Hey, look, if we haven't exploited animal labor enough, here's a new way to do it. (laughs) I'm just always thinking about capitalism. Always (laughs) thinking about it. The reason I teach people about animals to appreciate the beauty and intriguing nature of the animal kingdom is so we can monetize it. Yeah, because if, if these crabs aren't making me money... Why are they doing this weird thing? Work crab or not sadder, right? (laughs) Work crabber. Work crabber, not sadder. That's a good one. That's I'm very good at I'm I'm a wordsmith. Anyways, um, these are called pseudofecal pellets. Pseudofecal pellets. The marbles are? Yeah. Because they're waste, but they don't come out of their butts. So they're not like they really... don't pass through like it's right. just kind of an instantaneous. Right. It's like it's like feces. But instead of going through their whole digestive system, it just goes through the mouth. So they're called pseudofecal pellets, which I feel like 
scientists just love to make everything cute and fun sound really, really gross? Yeah, because they're just making a little ball. It's like yeah. spitting out the pit of an olive. Yeah, you mean a pseudo-fecal olive... A pseudo-fecal olive reject. Uh, olive detrit detri detritus. Detritus, yeah. I like detritus. to call them mouth turds, you know? Just pop yep, out a mouth yep. turd. There you go. Popping out a mouth turd at a fancy <laughs> restaurant. They give Excuse you a little me, waiter. Excuse me, waiter. Please take away this bowl of uh, mouth turds from the Can olive. Can you bring me a bowl for my mouth turds, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, because they go through so much pieces of sand, they actually create these huge patterns relatively big compared to the tiny crab of just a bunch of balls, hundreds of balls, because they're just like, you know, make a ball, suck out the juices, move on to the next spot. It can create these like spiral patterns that the crab oh, is just I'm like- Oh, I'm seeing these. They yeah. look like crop circles almost. Yeah. Like it looks like like tiny aliens just came on the beach and made a crop circle out of sand balls. This but is so fascinating. They're just yeah. like, they're tiny little garbanzo beans, like in the shapes of Creepy little rings. Yeah. That's nuts. So are they just doing this in a circle? Like they're just making all these balls and then like spinning around? Like it looks like they're, it's very methodical. Yeah, I think it's probably just kind of like radially going further and further from the the inception point of like, because they can also like dig deep and start pulling up uh, sand from like these feeding trenches. But if the quality of the sand is good enough on the surface where it's nutrient rich, they will come out of their little hidey hole, that little dome that they make, and just start processing sand when the tide is low. And they probably just like they start closest to their little uh, temporary burrow and then just start making more and more sand. Sometimes they like will uh, come out, like start digging deep in the sand and excavate out balls and chuck balls out of the hole. So, yeah, I think it's this inadvertent all right, well, I guess I got to move two steps to the right and make more sand balls and suck on them. Yeah, yeah. You just got to you just gotta blow through the whole whole sand patch. You got to make yeah. your way around the town. Yeah, you know, like you got to paint the town red with uh, your juicy sand balls. You got to. That's what I say. That's what I say before a night out. Yeah, that's what I say too. I think everyone does, so we're not special. I think everyone does. Yeah. It's a big trope. It is. They put it on bachelorette party merch. Yeah, but I just love that, like, if you saw this on the beach, you would think, like, aliens or art. Textbook aliens. That looks very textbook aliens to me. Right, I'm like, right. either some one demented kid did this or right. a bunch of aliens. Possible, possible. Yeah, I mean, uh, kids do, like, you give kids wet sand and they do go bananas. Yeah. I do remember when I was a kid, my friend had some membership to this, like, private special beach. Ooh, like, fancy. In very fancy. It was, I don't know where it was. I don't know if it, it, somewhere near Huntington Beach or something, but it had this like, like this nice sand and the waves weren't like as intense. And we would make ourselves like a human sized hot tub. Like we nice. would, the objective of the day was to dig out enough yeah. space for all of us to sit in. And then the waves would eventually come in and like fill the tub. Yeah. And eventually it would like bring in more and more sand. But I relate to this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, uh, I remember doing stuff like that. You just dig in the sand and then like your swimsuit gets completely full with like sand. So it makes it look like you took a dump in your swimsuit. 
You remember that? Yeah. Like you would, yeah. You'd like be in this in the sand hot tub because I grew up in San Diego, so I was. So you're in this life. I, I'm a mariner essentially. Um, right. But the worst part is like you stand up from the sand pit, the the salty watery sand pit, and then it's like, uh oh, like I'm full of sand now. I, how could this have happened possibly? And this. Yeah, I hate uh, going into the ocean and then just turning your swimsuit over and then yeah. just like feeling all the sand coming out. Right. It's it's traumatizing. Which I feel like these crabs know how to organize sand really well. And so we could hire them to help organize the sand for us, right? It's like, hey, like I get sand everywhere and then I come home and sand, it's everywhere. It just gets everywhere. But then they're really good at organizing all the sand into little balls. Yeah, if the sand was in all these like neat little balls, that wouldn't be happening. We yeah. wouldn't we wouldn't have this problem. And unfortunately, every time the tide comes in, it ruins their their uh, sandball artwork that they do. Uh, so I that's a shame. Like, yeah, I feel like the moral of this episode is the tides are mean and bullies. It's just like I mean, in a way, it's sort of beautiful. It's like this ethereal, like. Or maybe ephemeral is the word I'm looking for. Nothing lasts forever. They're uh, like, you can make an art, make art, and then it will just disappear. And you can try and make a name for yourself, but the tide will wash you away too. And maybe that's sad, but maybe it's kind of freeing. Yeah, I mean, my feeling, though, is we should maybe blow up the moon and stop having tides. Like, that's a really nice sentiment. That could be fun. Just like one giant lake. Yeah, like your sentiment of like, oh, everything is uh, temporary. It's cool, but hey, guess what? The moon could also be temporary. We could stop yeah. having these goddamn tides. Yeah, you're on a you're on a mission. You're gonna get rid of that guy. Yeah, I'm on team crab here. I'm on I, I'm on team sand bubbler crab. Crab versus moon. It's a exactly. tale as old as time. <laughs> and they've been feuding for centuries, right. just like King Kong and uh, Godzilla. Yeah. Um, ancient feud and it's time we do something about it it's time we pick a side i'm saying is that you know there's not enough room for both crab and moon and personally i side with crab i like crab we gotta stand with our fellow carbon-based life form you know like what has the moon done for me lately yeah and as we've talked about on the show before carcinization is the uh routine habit of evolution of continually evolving crabs over and over again separately, which just keeps on happening, uh, which means... So crabs are coming from different points on the tree, essentially? Yeah, essentially. I mean, like, it's it's all coming from crustaceans uh, or, you know, like, so a specific uh, node on the tree, but crustaceans keep independently evolving into crab form over and over again. So funny. Even spiders, which are not crustaceans, but they are arthropods, uh, do sometimes kind of turn into crab form, as do other arthropod, other insects. Did spiders come from crab? Where did spiders come from? That's my big question in this episode about crabs is where do spiders come from? Spiders don't come from crabs, uh, but spiders and crab do share a common ancestor because they're both arthropods. uh, But spider and crab... Uh, diverged quite a while ago. So they're not very close relatives. But there are things called spider crabs, which we will talk about later. Um, But they aren't called that because they're spiders. They're called that because of their long, sexy legs. So they just have a spider vibe. They got a daddy long legs vibe. They got a a daddy long legs vibe. Sorry, now I can't... the, The Twitter has ruined me. Now I can't say daddy long legs without 
Uh, anyways. Um, well, that's a good point at which I think we could take a commercial break for me to rinse my brain out with soap. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Wait, I don't know the Daddy Long Legs reference. No, there's no reference. It's just like, it's, everyone's like, like, Daddy, whatever. Oh, like, Daddy. Just Daddy, daddy is a concept. Yes. Daddy I'm is like, a concept. like, what did I miss? What disgusting Daddy Long Legs <laughs> thing did I miss? I'm keeping this in. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, uh, no, Kylie thought I was referencing something. And no, it turns out I'm just, all you have to do is say, like, Daddy or anything, like, even tangentially suggestive of something. Father. Father. <laughs> It's a funny word, you know? Daddy's hilarious. It is I funny. love daddy. It is funny. I used to be like, ew, daddy. Who calls it daddy? But now I'm yeah. like, anything? Like a shirt with the word daddy? Hysterical. Yeah. It's it's such it's so it's so trashy and good. It's like and I just love the overuse of it. Like yeah. someone sees a hamburger and they're like, mm, feed me sandwich daddy. And it's like yeah, okay, great. Let's let's I feel like non-men are reclaiming the word daddy from men. Right. Like I feel like right. it used to be this is chan I'm sorry, brief non-crab tangent. I feel like men were like, daddy is our word. You say it because we're in control. We're daddy. But now everyone else is like, no, we're daddy. Like, I don't think you understand. We're daddy. We're daddy and mommy. We're daddy, we're mommy, we're zaddy. We are all one. Uh, I'm trying to think how to tie this back into crabs. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, We're crabby. Let's, let's talk about crab daddies. Fiddler crabs uh, are pretty cool, right? Because they got them big old, big old fiddles on them. Just they have a fiddle on them. They have these like sharp, clean lines too. Very sleek. Yeah, yeah. They're built like a car, like a yeah. Mas- Maserati. I'm going to pretend I know about cars. I'm just going to say some car names right now. Me Maserati. too, and I'm going to agree with you. Porsche. Porsche. Right. Uh, um, Corvette. That's one of them. Uh, Chevy Volt. Um, Good. Uh, yeah. Sports car. <laughs> Ford Fiesta. They're built like a Ford Fiesta. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, you know, they have, they're called fiddler crabs because one of their claws, and this only applies to the crab daddies, I'm afraid to say, another problem with crab feminism, uh, right. but the, the male crabs have a huge claw and one little pointy claw. So they have this big, single, meaty, chunky claw, the daddy of all claws. And I guess because their claw is so big, People, when they were naming animals back in the day, like hundreds of years ago, they're like, that's a fiddle because we have fiddles because we're old. And yeah, so right now it's fiddles. It's not like uh, um, I'm trying to think of what the modern equivalent would iPods. be. Like a, yeah, <laughs> it's an iPod touch. Right, right. If we had uh, discovered this crab nowadays, we would have called it an iPod crab. <laughs> Isn't it sad? Isn't it sad what this world has come to? We've replaced. It's sad that we can't yeah. name things. It's sad yeah. that everything's been named. Yeah, we got to go deeper and smaller. Like you get, you start getting small, you start finding really cool things because it's like, man, we just looked over them the last time we were looking. So I bet we can find a new. I, I bet you the next time we discover a new species of crab, I'm going to get in touch with you and you get to name it. I would love to do that. I yeah. would love to do that for the scientific community. I want to be like some sort of biologist that runs around naming things. Like right. I'm on the naming committee and people come to me and they're like, I found this weird slug. And I'm like, cool, that's a bedtime slug. Next. And then it just becomes like a whole a whole life force. Give me a good give me a good uh, new species of crab name. Go. OK. Um, uh, windowsill crab. It's like a very good. pensive, small Yeah, crab. no, I like that. Yeah, that's really good. That's actually legitimately really good. Uh, so, yeah. It's like I, a sort I, of like introverted tumbler yeah. uh, cup of tea type crab. Well, speaking of introverted tumbler cup of tea type of crab, uh, I think fiddler crabs, at least certain fiddler crabs, are shyer than other fiddler crabs. And there's an academic paper that actually refers to shy crabs. So we'll we'll get into That's that in so a little cute. bit. <laughs> That's precious. Yes. So fiddler crabs, it's not just one species. There are over a hundred species of fiddler crabs, all varying in appearance and behavior. So uh, just to reiterate, the female fiddler crabs have two normal size small claws, and males have one little claw and one big honking claw. Uh so, this big honking claw, like maybe it's just this specific picture, but it looks like he's got like a really firm handshake. Like he's yeah. shaken out with his big honker and um, it, it feels like a power play. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. In fact, they do really firm handshakes with each other to try to compete for mates with their big honking claw, just like wow. humans do. You know how yeah. like two men meet and they're just like, all right, I'm going to try to squeeze the blood out of your hand and somehow yeah. that'll make me a better uh, person working at this office building. Yeah, let's see who's the alpha of this insurance company. Exactly. I mean, like really, again, evolution loves a crab and we're like, oh, we're humans. We're nothing like crabs. But come on, like you go to any insurance company, any Allstate like, you oh, find yeah. people doing crab stuff, like firm handshakes. You find a guy with one giant arm that he right. uses to shake with. That's so my shaking hand. Know. That's a shaking hand. That's and a he has hand. the best numbers. He has the mm -hmm. best sales. Uh, everyone worships him. Because <laughs> he's in charge. Right, like he's in guys. charge. God, he'd be king of the fiddler crabs with his big old shaking hand. Yeah, 
They love muddy and sandy beaches, both crabs and people at insurance companies. They live in (laughs) mangroves as well, and even salt marshes on coastal regions around the world. And they come in a variety of fun, fruity flavors. There's the lemon fiddlers of Fiji, who are lemon flavored and yellow, bright yellow. Yummy. There's the watermelon fiddler of the Western Pacific who comes in watermelon colors. This guy looks like a watermelon. Yeah, I want to pop him in my mouth and like gushers chew on him, but I know that would be a bad time. It just wouldn't be the type of gush you want. No, (laughs) the wrong type of gush, you know? Yeah, Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Sadly, they come in grape flavor. There's a purple one. Who's I assume grape flavored. I'm I'm gonna assume that these don't just taste like crab meat and they actually taste like, you know, what they No, it's look. like Gatorade rules. Right, I'm like, right. That tastes purple. I can tell. Yeah. yeah, I love how like grape flavor is just purple flavor because it doesn't taste like grape. Grape flavor. No, it stuff, doesn't. It tastes nothing not grape. like yeah. grape. That was always it's my purple. big gripe with grape. Was like gripe with grape. <laughs> it was my big grape gripe. It was the, I'm like, this doesn't taste like a grape because I love a grape. But yeah. I hate Welch's. What's going on here? Right. Because it's purple flavored. It's not grape flavored. That's just purple. Yeah. And it's like you either have to be pro purple flavored or pro grape flavored. Like, right. I don't think. Right. I think you got to pick no a side. No fence sitters. No. Anyways, I'm I'm whatever whatever flavor this crab is, that's the side I'm going to take. Uh, <laughs> and then there's Red Bull flavor uh, crab who's a bright blue bright red looks like a red bull can this guy is in a mosh pit like yeah. he's giving me a scary energy yeah he's got like one of those uh one of those like uh necklaces remember what we had in the 90s Puka shell necklaces yeah yeah because he's a crab and that makes sense too because he's on the beach yeah he'd find a little shark tooth weave a yeah. little rope for himself yeah he's got a hacky sack and he's not good at it but boy oh, does he no. still have that hacky sack He's aggressive about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's always going unts, unts. Anyways, I actually think this one might be a female because both of its claws are the same. But still, just you can be a girl in a smosh pit. She's that of type. Course, of course, yeah, yeah. No, I've uh, watched a mosh pit. Haven't gone in it, but you know, observed. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think I'd get. I'm five two. I'd get like absolutely wrecked. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just don't like sweat. You know, which is no. funny because I sweat a lot, but regardless. But it's to be in those places because yeah. you're always just at eye level with like right. boy armpit and it, it just isn't like a good time. You're just breathing in like the worst part. You kind of slap into something and it makes a wet slapping noise. And it's like, yeah, that's the armpit against my face. I don't want that. Anyways, want that. another reason that for us to become more crab because like I'm sure their armpits are better than ours. Crabs don't go to raves. Yeah, crabs don't, well, (laughs) that's not necessarily true. But why they got them big claws? To be hot and sexy. And like we discussed earlier, to have aggressive handshakes and win in the battle of the handshakes. So the big claw isn't really good for anything other than looking nice and meaty and and sexy. The little claw does all the work for feeding. I think that's also another reason why they're called fiddler crabs is like they have the big claw and they got the little claw. So the little claws like go in and so they're like, Oh, oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. This looks like a fiddler. I'm quite smart. My name is Quincy Featherbottom, and I'm naming the crab because I found it's the first crab. It's the year 1607, isn't it? I'm covered in rickets, and this here crab looks like he's got a little fiddle. Not cute. Anyways, I'm 35, so I'm retiring. <laughs> 35, time to die. 
<laughs> I'm really roasting people in the 1600s. Yeah, they've Got been on their high horse for far too long. Got him. Uh, yeah, so they communicate to each other through claw gestures, you know, just like New Yorkers. Am I right? Just like, hey, I'm walking here. That's what they're <laughs> just doing. Just like, hey, I'm walking here. They're always going, hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. That's all Is there they a scientific do. paper on that? On yeah. how they say, hey, I'm yeah. walking here? The hey, I'm walking here phenomenon, a study, an intergenerational study of crabs. Wow. Uh, yeah. 45 pages. Yeah. It's published in Crabs Monthly. Bi-monthly. <laughs> Anyways, so if a male wants to mate with a female, he will wave his big meaty claw at her and engage in ritual combat with other males where they test their claw strength and girth against each other. I have given you a video of the fight. It doesn't really have a good soundtrack, so you can listen to oh, it. The with. The oh, here we go. Okay. Listen to it without yeah. the sound. Crab fight. Is this a famous video? Have I maybe seen this? No, I, no, don't, I don't think, think so. it is. It's only got yeah, twenty seven thousand views. Uh, but okay, this is not the this is not the fight I thought it was. I think I'm okay. thinking of a hermit crab fight. Okay. Okay, I see it. They're like shaking yeah. hands. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. One ran away. The the Star Star Trek uh, Star Wars fight music, you know. That's great. But it's like a real real firm handshake. It looks like they're not even looking at each other. They're. Now they're just doing mirror exercises. <laughs> they're just moving them at the same time. I don't know what this is really proving. Uh, like, what are they proving to each other right now? I mean, you know, who got the biggest claw, the biggest, baddest claw? I yeah. Think, you know, who's best yeah. at claw? I guess Number they can't like claw. eyeball it. It's kind of how they move it, too, which I do Actually, appreciate. Actually, they do sometimes eyeball it. In fact, like some crabs have a strategy of having a bigger claw, but it's more useless. But the, if the claw is big enough, it might just intimidate another crab visually. And they're like, oh, I don't want to mess with that big claw. But it turns out it's not a very good claw. It's just kind of a crummy claw. Yeah, they're like, I'm just not even going to. Yeah. I'm going to get wrecked. Yeah. Actually, uh, so the the claws like if they lose a claw they will regenerate a new claw as they molt which is normal for for crabs uh, and other crustaceans uh, but in some species if the male loses a big claw uh, the other claw then starts to grow bigger and bigger so that other claw becomes the big claw and the old big claw just regrows into a small claw so you know i don't know that's weird Wow, that's nuts that they could just, they're like, nope, like, it would be like if we lost an arm and then we wanted to make it a leg, it would just, no, it'd be yeah. the other way around. Well, I don't be know. Like, it'd be like you cut off an arm and your other arm gets huge, but then you grow another yeah. normal sized arm. Yeah. But then you would, okay, so, okay, so their big arm gets cut off. Yes. Their tiny arm grows into a big arm. Yes. And then what happens to the other arm? The one grows that got cut off. Grows into a tiny off. arm. So they just switch. They just switch. Yeah. It's like so if someone like, cut well, off. I have to have a big yeah. arm at all times. Yeah. It's That's like if fascinating. You're, if you're like right-handed or left-handed and then someone cut off your dominant hand. So then you became a dominant hand in the other hand, but then your other hand grew into a, the other hand. I'm sorry, I made it more confusing. Anyways, no, I think I get it. I think okay, this is, good. I think this good. Is big claw get fall off. Uh oh, grow into small claw, but small claw grow into big claw. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. One, two, three. Easy. Also, 
you may sometimes see a fiddler crab rip off its own claw. Don't worry, that normal. It okay. What? <laughs> uh, it's usually if their claw gets injured, they will self-amputate. Or if they're feeling threatened, they will self-amputate and throw the claw at the predator. Uh, either way, it's like if they decide... That is so metal. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, oh, I don't need this claw anymore. Like, it's dead weight. It's too injured. So they just rip it off, throw it, and grow a new one. And it's fine. That's crazy. Okay, so they throw it at predators. Like, is this other crabs? Or is this like a bigger like uh, species that isn't their own? They'll just chuck it. Usually, it's a different species. It could be like a... I suppose if there's a crab that wants to eat them, but usually the self-amputation and throwing at a predator is to give the predator something to snack on while they run away. Oh, it's kind of like, hey, here you go. It's not yeah. like, here's a scary thing, because I feel like that wouldn't be that scary. Yeah, no, it's not It's not to scare them. It's like, oh, you want to eat me? Well, here's an hors d'oeuvre. See ya. Uh, it's like, here, take my wallet. Don't kill me. Right, right. Except your wallet is is uh, is, is a your whole arm, body, a part. whole arm. Yeah, I feel like if you were getting mugged and you like held your wallet in your hand and you're like, okay, take my whole arm, and you start like trying to chop off your own arm to give them, I feel like they would just leave you alone. Yeah, they'd be like, okay, they probably don't have a lot in their wallet because they're acting really, really weird right now. Right. So I or think whatever they have mouth. in there, I don't want to see. Whatever they have in there, it's not good. It's probably fingers. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, ah, uh, that's all right. Yeah, just you have a nice day, ma'am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, you know, claws, shenanigans with claws. The reason I'm actually talking about fiddler crabs isn't because of their big giant claws. It's because they build chimbleys. They build chimneys. Oh my God, Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, with a chimney. Wow, that's fascinating. What are, okay, are these, these are the chimneys right here? They're like little tubes? Yeah, little tubes. What is the purpose of it? You know, sometimes they just want to do a little fireplace and, you know, no, that's not it. Just hanging out? Yeah, just hanging out in the living room with their little crab cup of coffee. And, and a good crab book. Pride After a long day of avoiding yeah. the tides. Yeah, like like reading Crab and Crab Prejudice. Crab, yeah. crab Pride and Crab Prejudice. Crab Pride and Crab Prejudice. Grapes yeah. of Crab Wrath. Yeah, Crabs of Crab... Crab Pray crab. Love. Yeah, thank you. Yes, Crab Pray Love is a good one. It's about self-care. Yeah, you know, it's it's about self-crabulization. <laughs> Anyways... Crabs do uh, chimneys. They make a chimney. Uh, and what it is, so it's interesting because not all fiddler crabs make chimneys. Even within a single species of fiddler crabs, only some uh, specimens will make these chimneys. It tends to be females, um, but males will sometimes make these uh, chimneys. And basically, they build them, they have their, their burrow that they hide in for safety. Uh, and then they build this chimney up from, usually their burrow is just a hole, and then they build a chimney up from that hole, uh, and then they pop out like, oi, hello, gov, you want me to sweep your chimney? You know, from Harry, remember, remember right, from, Mary Poppins? from Harry Potter, when Harry <laughs> from Potter Harry sweeping Poppins. all the chimneys. Yeah, remember Harry Poppins and the sorcerer's chim- chimbley sweep? With Harry Potter, with, oh, that was so sad when Dumbledore yeah. had to watch all those kids. Yeah, and Dumbledore flies in on his umbrella and he's like, 
the, you know, like, uh, we're going to make you fight wizard Hitler. That was, that was a good move. Right, movie. right. Yeah. And yeah, the whole Nazi allegory. There's so much going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good movie. Uh, Dick Van Dyke, classic 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 great role for him harry potter was a wonderful role for dick van dyke it was it was he was so good at it all the capers he did all cutting the capers dancing with the penguins with his magic wand that's what really got him off the ground i mean that's what made me realize who dick van dyke was put him on the map yeah uh but yeah so a bunch of dick van dyke little crabs in their little chimneys, uh, and they, uh, the, apparently, sometimes the chimneys are really well constructed, like this neat little tube. Sometimes it's just a pile of dirt, pile of sand. Didn't do I a good job. I can see that. Some of these guys are not very good. I don't want to no. be rude to them. but no, it's okay. Um, Tough love. I don't know if they're that good at it. Give it to them straight. They're, they suck, actually. I just, like, I have a lot of notes, personally. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, uh, some of these just don't look like chimneys. That's the note. Some of them looks looks just like a big pile of uh, sand, guys. What are you doing? Come on. Yeah, go what on are we here. doing here? Yeah, just take just... some classes, build your yeah. skills up, and you know, come back to me when you're ready. Maybe yeah. a year. Yeah, take a step back and look at what you've done. And it's like, does this look like a chimney to you? Doesn't look like a chimney to me. You might yeah, have no. to do some Come back to me when you're ready, yeah, okay? Yeah, come back yeah, to me okay. when you're ready. Get out of my but office. But keep doing it, though. But keep doing it. But keep at it. Keep me in the keep loop. Let's keep you in touch. Because I think you there's something here. Yeah. So let's just keep talking. And yeah. you have my email. Let's keep the dialogue open. Uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, but yeah, no, but no, but no, this is a good chimney. Yeah, the answer is no, unfortunately. But yeah, but no. But yeah, but no. Right. So the reason they build these chimneys is partially a mystery. Uh, Recent research suggests that it's maybe to confuse predators and aggressive conspecifics. That means just a conspecific means someone else uh, in your own species. Like uh, you're you're conspecific to me. Um, uh, Yeah. And I'm a conspecific to you. You know, we're all just conspecifics here. Kind of like a comrade of sorts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But sometimes, you know, you saw these crabs like doing the aggressive handshake. And if some like if Bill from accounting is like, like handshake with me. And it's like, uh, please, no, just <laughs> how about I go down my chimney? Don't thank you. We don't need to shake hands. We don't need Mm-mm. to bring handshaking back. No, no, it. that was a good thing that we lost. You know, that there's was fantastic. Like, like there's a lot of like go back to normal after the pandemic but there are some things that i think we can keep like no handshakes although it is coming back a little bit i had to shake a couple hands recently and i'm like you know you we could have just not done it like there's a way for us to have met without doing it this is a critical time in the reintroduction of people to other people which is that we could maybe stop that from happening yeah, we have an opportunity to change, and I just don't know if we'll take it. Yeah, also, I have bad hands. Uh, I don't know what you call it. It's just bad hands, where, like, my hand <laughs> is the wrong wrong level of moisture, wrong temperature. It's bad hands. And so I don't want to make dry pe- hands, yeah. Well, my hands are, like, dry on the top and then wet on the bottom, and they aren't the right level of heat. Because sometimes <laughs> they're cold, but sometimes they're too hot. 
And so I don't want anyone to have to touch my hands. Yeah, I don't want to deal with it. And also, like, I have really small hands and people will comment on it a lot. And they'll be oh, like, oh, no. my God, baby hand. And I'm oh. like, I wish I hadn't shown you. I yeah. wish I hadn't oh, shown you my Are you just hands. a little tiny baby? You're are you just, just a little, little tiny, tiny baby? baby? We can't have a business meeting because you're just a little baby. <laughs> How do you hold on to a glass of milk, little baby? That's I'd horrible. offer you a glass of water, but um, <laughs> clearly you couldn't hold one because you're a little baby. Oh, you want to sign this contract? You want me to get you a smaller pen for your baby hands? Yeah, here, take some crayons, you little Oh, man, I'm kid. sorry. I'm sorry. That is super awkward. Like, it's why really would hard you... to be me. Well, I know. It's, it's, um, it's a constant struggle, but uh, and I can tell it looks like it. Uh, oh, no, yeah. but, uh, but no, I'm, I, I, that is like, don't, your hand looks normal. I think I just have, I think it looks normal on Zoom because I think my face is just kind of small too. So like in okay. proportion, but like if I shook hands with like an adult man, they're mm. like, people will grab my hands and be like, that's a small hand. Okay. I mean, that's a little bit like, you know, like, it, it, I, well, maybe I you have big, maybe, maybe this guy has big hands. Maybe everyone. Yeah, maybe your hands, hands are just like abnormally large. Have you thought about that? Yeah, no one ever thinks about that. No one ever self reflects. You know. You know what? Maybe my hands could be a little bit smaller. Maybe it would be a little bit considerate of me. Shave them down a little bit. Maybe keep your hands a little smaller. Like, yeah. uh, like oh, don't thanks be selfish. A lot. Pancake hands. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Don't. Don't like. Don't. That's, that's the key thing. Like a handshake generally means you're just meeting someone, and so I think like commenting, "Oh, you have little baby hands," is maybe something you shouldn't do when you're just meeting someone. I'm not an expert on politeness or making oh, friends, no. so I could be wrong. But I guess it is usually people I know well, or like people I somewhat know, where there's some situation. People? No, like there will be some situation in which we have to hold it, our hands or okay. put our hands in the center and then they'll just say like, it, wow which, you're like, a professional every time you see your friends you shake hands with them uh yes i say hello very lovely to see you i'm so happy to be working with you and then we sign a bunch of contracts and then we you know we hang out we watch drink TV. glasses of milk yeah uh, yeah. It, yeah, don't don't talk about people's hand sizes. Um, but if you're a crab, like they're constantly talking about their claw sizes. That's the whole world. Again, just like if your friend says like, oh, your hands are small, be like, that's a very crab thing to say. That's a very crab behavior. You know? Yeah, that's crab behavior. It's not people behavior. Yeah, Shape up. we're we're being you're, you're using crab voices. Let's use human voices now. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it turns out that. The crabs who decide to build chimneys are shy. They're just Aww. little shy babies. Researchers literally in their paper documenting chimney construction were like, these appear to be shy crabs uh, because they spend more time in their burrows. They're more skittish around other crabs and they just are introverted shy crabs. They just And they make their chimneys so people our other crabs i guess in their crab immunity uh just don't like pop in their holes as much you know what i mean just like they're just uh, like wow they're just shy little guys they yeah. just don't want to come to the party and that's okay yeah just little little shy crabs just spending all their all the time in their crab burrows spend all their time on crab chat rooms you know yeah just aim uh age uh age crab type location right 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 number of legs Claw size. Number of legs, claw size. Yeah. Just really talking on stra with strangers all the time. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, yeah, just like, like, uh, I don't know. I can't get over the fact that scientists were like studying these crabs in a serious capacity. It's like, yeah, this is a shy crab. This is <laughs> shy crab. You know, we were gonna talk about, you know, their their um their anatomy and their biological functions, but we couldn't get over the fact that they're just so shy. They're, they're just so shy. shy little guys. We like went up to them with a tiny microphone. And uh, we were like, hey, why do you build these chimneys? And they're just like, <laughs> oh, no, thank you. I don't want to tiny talk. little giggle. And none of them would read their <laughs> slam poetry. They're too shy no. about it. No, they're too shy. They have beautiful singing voices and no one is going to know. They're just yeah. wearing a ponytail and putting on glasses. Yeah. But it's time to take them off. You know? Yeah, and if a crab, can you imagine if a crab like took off their glasses and like tossed their, well, they don't have hair, but I guess their antenna in the hair, like that transformation, beautiful. And suddenly she's beautiful. And suddenly she's arrived. And it's like, you thought she was shy, building her little sand chimney, staying out of the limelight. But now she's arrived and she's actually No, she's crab hottest, prom yeah, queen. She's the hottest crab at crab prom now. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful, and there's a diagram, diagram of uh, crabs building these chimneys. Uh, if you want it, like, I don't oh, there know. There we go. I thought maybe you'd want a diagram of a crab building a chimney, uh, just so yeah, you Yeah, no, see I want to see done. the process. Yeah. I'm going to make this my screensaver. Thank you. That's good. I'm honored. Um, I just, I do love this diagram. I'll include it in our, our document that I share with all of you listeners of the images that we discuss in the show. You can find that in the footnotes as always. But uh, this diagram is um, step one, or sorry, step A. No, 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 wait, step 1A. Crab uh, digging and depositing mud. Crab comes out of a hole. Step 1B, crab has a ball of sand in claws. Step two, part A, dragging and stacking mud. Step two, part B, he's starting a crab chimney. Step three, part A, it's a bigger crab chimney. Step three, part B, even bigger crab chimney. Like, that's what the diagram is. These steps were divided very strangely. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a how to draw thing where yeah. it's like... Where start, like it's like, yeah. Start a, how to draw a rabbit. Start with an oval. Now do a circle. Uh, rabbit. Dramatic shaving. It's a rabbit. Right, right. Cross hatch, cross hatch. Now spunny. That's kind of what's going on here. It's like it's a hole. There's a ball... Now, uh, and then suddenly it's a chimney. Chimney, yeah. You know, a very useful diagram. I like it. I liked it because I wanted to build one of my own. And so now yeah. I have the tools. Now you have the tools. You know what? Information is the best tool. Better than pincers. It's true. It's true. Now I can just beat them at their own game. Because you know what I have? I have a shovel. Yeah. No, we better. We better because... If we don't start catching up to crabs, we're in trouble. And we will talk about that when we get back because spider crabs are building pyramids underwater and we might be doomed. No. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. 
So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, Kylie, do you not like spiders? Oh, I'm okay with spiders. Okay, good. I'm I'm, I'm kind of pro-spider, honestly. That's really good to hear. Uh, because so far you've been pro-crab, which I, again, appreciate. I'm, I'm pro things with a lot of legs, except for, like, centipedes and millipedes. I don't really yeah. subscribe to that. But um, crabs and spiders I'm okay with. I don't, like, kill a spider when I see one. Yeah. I kind of yeah. just let it be. Yeah, I... You know, I, I like spiders in the house because I'm like, look, I don't like getting uh, bugs in my food and you don't eat my food. You eat the bugs that eat my food. Yeah, we're eating different foods. There's right. no reason. I truly like I don't even put it in a paper cup and take it outside. I just let it stay. I do that if they're like in a high traffic area because I don't want to step on a spider. But if they're just my- chilling out in a corner, it's like, hey, man, look, I'm eating cereal and you're eating flies. This is perfect. Yeah, as long as you don't want any of my cereal. When I was, we grew up, I grew up like next to a hiking trail. And so we had tarantulas, like Mm. we'd get like one or two a year on the porch and they were very scary and they would charge at you. Oh yeah, that's just for a hug though. Like, come on, bring it in. Come here. I just want (laughs) to bite you a little bit. Um, So that was deeply scary. Um, But every other spider, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel you. Like, uh, I actually did have a brief fear of spiders when I was a kid because there was, like, a honking big spider in my bed one time. Just, like, Mm, pulled down the covers. It was, like, right next to me on my pillow going, like, hey there. (laughs) And it just freaked me out. So I kept checking my bed. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, kept kept checking my bed for spiders. But then after college, when I learned more about spiders, I was like, you know what? I'm into into these folks. I like them. Uh, got over my fear of spiders. Uh, I also held like someone's pet tarantula, which is a lot better Oof. than just yeah, like. Yeah, I can't do it. Can honestly, appreciate from afar. Honestly, though, like when something's a pet, I have a much different reaction to it than just seeing it out uh, in situ or, uh, you know, what's the cinematic term? Like in in cinema verite? I don't know. What is it when you see something in, in real life? Do you just call it seeing it in real life? I've forgotten. IRL. I'm sorry. IRL. I'm sure that's, that's the traditional cinema term for it is IRL. Okay. IRL. Okay. Thank you. No, I've forgotten. Like, how do you refer to real life? It's not something I've been <laughs> dealing with lately. We're not leave it, living it anymore. No, we're not. It's just not something I've had to think about. So when I see like a snake, IRL, it's like I'm startled and a little frightened. If I see a mouse, IRL, like especially in my home, I'm like, you know, uh oh, that's not good. I don't like that. And same thing with tarantula. I see a tarantula, uh, you know, just like sitting on the end of the street. I'm like, what the 
what are you doing, buddy? I don't like this. She's just staring yeah, at me. There. Uh, but like if someone's got a pet rat or a pet snake or, or a pet tarantula, I'm like, all right, you, uh, you've already built up a rapport with at least one human. So I kind of like, you know. Yeah. Do pet tarantulas like their owners? Like, do they, they just don't bite them? How does that well, work? Well, I have never owned a tarantula. And far be it from me to say that tarantulas don't love their owners because uh, I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who uh, have tarantulas. And Kylie, between you and me, I don't, I don't think tarantulas are uh, capable of love. Whoa, be careful. You are <laughs> messing with the tarantula owner demographic. And they are scary. They've got a yeah. tarantula. I think tarantulas can feel the emotion of neutrality, and for a tarantula, that's love. Yeah, you know? I think like love in the animal kingdom sometimes is you won't kill me. Yeah, so I will be cool about this. Yeah, it's neutrality. Uh, but yeah, I think tarantulas can be neutral towards their owners, which is uh, a huge compliment uh, from the tarantula community. Yeah, yeah. But you know, speaking of tarantulas. A kind of underwater tarantula is a giant spider crab, which uh, looks like a crab, but with big old tarantula legs. And honestly, I think it's a cutie, but I could understand if someone didn't like it. I, you're wrong not to like it, but, you know, it's just because it's got spider legs doesn't mean it's not cute because it's got that little crab face with the little rostrum that looks like a pointy nose. And it's just it's cute. It's cute to me. I yeah, it looks cutie. on to me it looks like a like a baby duck with a bunch hmm. of like tiki torch legs. Like for some something about the face, it's got like a maybe this is just a trick of the eye in this photo, but it it almost looks like it has a beak. Yeah, that's the rostrum. Uh it's uh it's just sort of an, a, a protrusion of like the front of the face. It's not actually a nose, but it kind of looks like a pointy nose. I do like that crabs ha- sometimes look like they have that pointy little nose. Not so much seeing the baby. D- okay, if I squint. If, if I you squint- really like, if you, you know what? I'm looking closer at it and it does not look like that at all. I would like to reverse my opinion. I want to take that back. Yeah, but if I squint almost enough that I'm closing my eyes, maybe. Yeah, if I go like that. I also see a little bit of sea turtle potentially, sea turtle face. Yeah. You know what? I'm really trying to make this guy cute, and I just don't know if he is. Yeah, to me, it just looks like crab face. But listen, that's not the reason we're talking about these. We're talking about them uh, because uh, they make pyramids of themselves. Giant spider crab pyramids. They happen. Oh, wow. That's just a pile of crabs. It's just a pile of crabs. So before we explain the pile of crabs, let's talk about the crabs themselves, the individuals that make up this crab pyramid. The giant spider crab is found around the waters of South Australia. They're a big red crab with sexy long legs and a nice big carapace. Uh, Their total width, including legs, is 15 inches or 40 centimeters. So that's a little over a foot. Uh, But their carapace, their main body, is only about 6 inches or 16 centimeters. So, you know, they're hunky chunky. They're chunk full. That's a big hunk of crab. Like a a foot long crab is... Huge. Formidable. It's not the biggest crab. That's the Japanese spider crab, uh, who is quite big. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, these ones aren't the biggest crab, but they are quite big. Uh, and, of course, sometimes they form giant underwater pyramids. Uh, do you want to see a video of a crab pyramid? You do. Um, on absolutely. It. Absolutely. Let me pull it up. You don't have to listen to the whatever audio is on it. It's, oh, I, I think it's just it. water noises, actually. Oh, well, I need the water no noises to understand where I am. To fully perceive a crab, you need to feel underwater. Yeah, because otherwise I'm like, what is this blue stuff they're swimming in? I don't understand. Right. Right. What's a crab? Right. Okay, so this is, we're talking about mosh pits earlier. This yeah. is a mosh pit. This is a mosh pit. Yeah, uh, that's why earlier you're like, well, I don't think crabs go to raves. And I was like... Uh, oh, just you wait. <laughs> but yeah. So no, what is that, the goal of this? What is the goal of the, the yeah. pyramid? Yeah, that's a good question. And one other people have asked because when when you see a big pile of crabs, I guess you can't just like leave well enough alone. Although check out that these crab faces. Again, I'm sorry. I will answer your question, but I do the crab faces because the rostrum looks like a pointy nose and it looks like they're kind of frowning. And so it looks like they just are really grumpily not moshing, which I do love. Yeah, they look like weird zombies who are just yeah. under some weird sort of crab spell. Yeah, yeah. So the reason is Skrillex. Uh, I mean, it's got a right. good beat. And when you drop right. the beat, like you, you're and you're in a group and everyone's reacting to the beat getting dropped, it's, you know. I mean, it's electric. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, transcendent. So the reason uh, they make the crab tower, they're not trying to form a crab Ultron. What's is Ultron made out of a lot of robots? I guess I don't really know what that. I don't know is. robot lore, unfortunately. <sighs> that's a that's a blind spot I have. Yeah, they're trying to form like a mega crab out of like mini crabs. Well, the best guess that biologists have is that it is protect them all as they simultaneously get naked. AKA when a crab gets naked, that is called molting. Wow. So they're all like creating like this big dressing room for each other. Yeah, exactly. When crabs and other arthropods who have exoskeletons grow, their hard carapace can't grow with them. The armor of it, the fact it's so tough has a downside, which is it's not stretchy. So as they get bigger, the carapace can't get bigger either. So they have to molt. They have to break out of their old shell, revealing a fresh new shell. But like I said, when the shell is developing and growing with them, it actually has to start out being soft. Otherwise, obviously, you can't, you can't expand it. You can't grow. So under that hard shell grows a soft new shell. And once they break out of their old shell, that new shell starts out soft and slowly hardens over time. For these crabs, it takes about an hour for the shell to reach maximum hardness. And during that hour, they are extremely vulnerable to predation because they are soft, juicy little treats. Yeah, they, that sounds pretty yummy. Sounds like ceviche. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like, you know, melt in your mouth crab. Uh, so they are easy pickings for predators when they're naked. So their solution is pyramid of crabs. M more crabs, the better. You know, it makes it more intimidating, much more pinchy, like pinches per square inch increases quite a bit. Uh, and even if a predator decides to snack on one of them, statistics is on their side. Like, you're just one. Yeah, they're like, it probably won't be me. Right. Are they kind of like fighting to be in the middle? Like, I can't totally tell. 
Like, you don't want to be an outside crab, right? Yeah. That's a really good question. I haven't seen any research on that, whether that's true. I think it's relatively hard to actually study these because they only last about two hours and they only happen during this molting season. Uh, But I think that's a really smart observation because I would bet that's not only what they're trying to do, but that's the reason that they form that crab pile is this instinct to hide under one another. So like if you have a bunch of crabs all trying to hide under one another, they'll all congregate in a big pile being on top of each other. So everybody just piles on. It's very interesting because like who decides? Who's like, okay, guys, time to start the crab pyramid. Let's go. Right, right. Well, I mean, it's the crab with the clipboard, obviously. Yeah, it's the crab stage manager. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. Quiet, quiet. I still hear whispering. I still hear whispering. All right, places. Places, everybody. Giant crab pit. It's where I put the tape down. So some observers who have watched these crab pyramids say they have even seen crabs, like, take pieces of sponge, sea sponge, to try to, like, cover their nakedness. Like, oh, uh, they're shy, too. Yeah, they're so shy. I mean, all of the crabs we've talked about are just little shy, little shy babies. Um, or these are b- big shy babies over a foot. Big long. shy babies, big, big honking shy babies. <laughs> big honking. They're just shy insecure, babies. and I think we yeah. can all relate to that. It is a little burlesque, though, like the crab just with a couple of things of like sea sponge, just trying to cover their nakedness. Like, like they're oh, like, you shan't look. see my ankles. <laughs> you shan't see my little rostrum, will you? No, <laughs> no, my os- my rostrum is not for your eyes, only for mine. I saw you trying to take a peek of my gills. No, no, no. But you'll never see it. You'll never (laughs) see it. No, no, no. It's a secret. I'm a little coquettish. Yeah, so these, like I said, the pyramids are pretty pretty brief. I mean, you know, it's like it's like we talked about with the sand bubbler crabs. They they create this art. It's performance art in their case, like, but then it only lasts a couple of hours because they they live in the moment, goddammit. Everything you know? washes away and that's yeah. the ocean. Like we have all these things on land that can stay for a while, but the yeah. ocean is like, no, time isn't real here. Like yeah. you just this is going to happen in the moment and then it's going to be gone. Yeah, time makes fools of us all, even crabs. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. We can't we can't defeat time. We can't defeat the time god. Yeah. And that's ultimately what this podcast is about. Why how we cannot kill the time god. And I keep trying to. It's just not happening. Oh maybe boy someday. have I tried. Boy I do know. I keep trying to kill the time god. And every and time it, it's like back to the drawing board, couldn't kill time today. Tried a big catapult, didn't mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Tried a mm-hmm. bunch of poison. Yeah. Tried a, a bunch of mind tricks. No, yeah. not tried falling a, for any of it. Tried a big mouse trap with some watches as bait. That didn't work. Right, right. I got That's a tough. really big businessman mouse, though. That's, I, I could see potential there. I could see potential yeah. for like a sort of business thing where we cheat him out of all of his money and mm-hmm. then time is money and he right time is money so if we got rid of money we would get rid of time okay so now we just have to kill capitalism i mean this is what i've been saying time this is what i have been saying yeah yeah we got it we cracked it well 
I like to answer listener emails occasionally on the show, and I I, I got one, uh, and and I wanted to address it, and I wanted to read it to you because, well, it's not about crabs. Um, which guys, I went into my email inbox for listener questions, and I searched for crab, and I got a couple. But I'd already answered those, and I haven't gotten new crab emails, and I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. I just don't. I mean, it's not that I'm angry. I think it's that I'm disappointed. You know what I mean? You would think that that the people would care more. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I get it. Like crabs aren't <laughs> crabs aren't the popular girl at school, you know. But it's like no, again, they're shy. But someone's got to care about the shy girls. All my shy they queens can, out there. They can surprise you, you know? It's like the shyest girl in high school. Now now she's like on Instagram, like Yeah, because she took off her ponytail. Right, exactly. She just ripped it right off her skull. Ripped it right off. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> just need, now she's pulled a really it right short off. haircut. This bloody chunk of scalp coming off with it. And all the boys in the room are like, Whoa, who is she? Whoa. She Who's just ripped that? part of she just ripped part of her scalp off. Yeah, that's why wow. I'm asking who she is. I don't want to <laughs> date her. I'm wondering what's going on. I'm Do we concerned. need to call someone? Do, should we call a medical professional? Wow. I've never noticed you before, but now that you're But now I is really bleeding, do. Now I, do I notice you. Well, you win. I noticed you. <laughs> well, this email is about ferrets. And it starts, Dear Katie Golden, I've been a fan since near the beginning of your podcast. I enjoy everything about your podcast, from how the information is presented to the humor that you and your guests have. Well, thank you so much. One thing that I'm surprised that you haven't had an episode covering is ferrets. I'm not just suggesting this because I am biased for having multiple ferrets. Well, we'll see about that. Although that is part of it. Well, at least you admit it. Uh, Ferrets have been instrumental to so many aspects of human culture and scientific developments. The yearly flu vaccine is tested using laboratory ferrets. And most importantly right now, ferrets were used in the development of the COVID-19 vaccines. They have saved so many lives at the cost of their own. You know, that's a that's a really good point. Like when when we have our vaccines, like if we could spare a moment to think about the animals that we've used in testing to be able to stay alive. It's, uh, you know, yeah. Like, thank you, ferrets. That's thank you, really ferrets. nice. I don't think they volunteered. That's the no. awkward thing. I don't think they volunteered to be medical heroes. But again, it couldn't hurt to thank them. Yeah, yeah, it, that's, oh, man, oh, man, <laughs> we need them, we need those we need vaccines. Them. I'm sorry, ferrets, we really <laughs> sorry, need them. ferrets. Yeah, sorry, ferrets, uh, which makes me even more mad when people are like, oh, I don't want to get the vaccine, like, you know, it's, uh, it's scary, or like, I don't know, it'll make me a robot. It's like, dude, the ferrets did not test the vaccine for you to be so coy about the vaccine, all right? Yeah, for you to think that you know more right, about the right. vaccine. You think you know more about vaccines than ferrets? Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, nice try, buddy. Nice yeah. try. Well, some people know just as much about ferrets because they think there's 5G in them and that they're going to yeah. make you not pregnant. Yeah. I mean, a ferret is long, so they could fit a whole an antenna in there. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Let's uh, let's move on. Um, right. Well, the yeah, the ferrets are GPS trackers. The ferrets so. are GPS. Yeah. No, I, I've long suspected uh, uh, no, everyone get a vaccine. God dang it. Get your vaccine. Do it. Just I'm, get I, it. Just yeah. bite the bullet. Let's yeah. just 
do it. Let's be done with all this. I got all my vaccines and I feel great. And in fact, uh, I feel stronger than ever because I got all of the vaccines. Yeah, uh, I every just kept one getting them. them. I got I Moderna, Pfizer, them. Johnson & yeah. Johnson, flew yeah. over to the UK, got AstraZeneca. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got the Sputnik one from Russia. That's pretty good. Uh, just a co- I had yeah. I told them to like mix it all up in one cocktail and one big syringe and get that in me. Yeah, so you know, I just got absolutely blasted for a day. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't leave my bed. Yeah, uh, but no. In all seriousness, uh, if you're hesitant, don't be. The vaccine is very safe and uh, much much better than getting COVID. Uh, so get one. Uh, I know you, you probably everyone who listens to an, a podcast about animal biology probably is very <laughs> interested in the vaccine uh, if you can get it. Um, all right. Uh, so Vanessa continues to write, during this pandemic, I have worried more about the health and safety of my ferrets than myself. They are susceptible to many human viruses, but have been useful in finding treatments and vaccines. In a historical context, my favorite bit of ferret knowledge is that Elizabeth I had ferrets and loved them so much that she had them in portraits of herself. Leonardo da Vinci's painting Lady with Ermine is also thought to be a white ferret and not a proper ermine. Scandal. Oh, my God. Wow. That I mean, that must have... Whew. The people really rock the, the boat over there. Right. Like, that's not an ermine. That's not a proper ermine. That's a white ferret. Get it out. Get it out of my office. <laughs> they did it indeed. Elizabeth I, famous for her royal offices. Her that big she would... office. So many computers, printers. And when she was annoyed with a courtesan, she would order them out of her office. I do remember that from history. Yeah, it was nice when they stopped doing beheadings and they started yeah. just saying, get out of my office. Right. What is this invention? Well, your highness, it's an office. So I was thinking instead of killing people, you could simply order them out of it. I see. What an innovation. I love the- that. More of a power play. <laughs> Yes, I can give them a firm handshake where the Renaissance really is a rebirth. Vanessa continues to write uh, that she is passionate about ferrets. They are affectionate, playful, social, and misunderstood. And she writes, I would love to hear your thoughts and jokes about these ridiculous little creatures that want nothing more than to play, hide things, and to be friends with everyone. I've included some photos of my ferrets. Sincerely, Vanessa. Indeed, she has included photos of her ferrets. Kylie, I shared them with she you. She has indeed. I yeah. see them. There's, just, they're like in a little ferret pile, kind of like our crab pyramid over right. there. It's kind of reminds me of like sometimes if you like hold um hold a bunch of penne pasta, which I do commonly, just right. hold the pasta and like the pasta is kind of slipping out through your fingers, you know, and like one pasta is trying to get away from you. And it's really hard to hold them all. That's how I imagine the pile of ferrets would feel in your yeah, hands. Yeah, I feel like you try and scoop up these parrot ferrets and they just sort of like slip through their, your fingers. They look like little, little like ferret tail keychains. Is that a real thing? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I feel what, like. I, I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. No, no, I think you're right. Like there's so, all sorts of weird things that we've done where it's like, because remember there was the rabbit's foot keychains and there was also like some little tail. Some I'm little, not sh- oh, I know what I'm thinking of. It's something completely different. It's like those cat toys that are like these okay. little felt worms. Oh, and they thank have God. Googly- 
Oh, thank like, God. I, I thought that I feels thought like ta- very visceral. And I'm like, yeah, I, don't, I definitely don't have one of those. I want to be clear. <laughs> I thought you're just like, yeah, I got some taxidermy ferret tails. Don't worry about oh, yeah, it. Don't my worry taxider- about it. What if I came out as like a big taxidermist? You just like pop on to record this and it was just like moose antlers all around. My yeah. Room. I mean, I don't hate taxidermy when it's roadkill because uh, it's sure. like, hey, you know what? They're not using those bodies anymore and you didn't kill them for it. So if you want to do that, in fact, when I first moved to L.A., I was uh, considering moving in with a roommate and then I found out that she was a taxidermist and I thought that was interesting. She's like, I only taxidermy uh, roadkill or already dead animals. I was like, oh, that's fascinating. She's like, yeah. And and I was like super into maybe being roommates with her. But then it turned out she does all the taxidermy in the apartment. Yeah, which tough. I mean, Which, it's really, at that point, yeah. get a studio. She's got to get a studio. Yeah, because she is like, you, you'll need to be comfortable with roadkill sometimes on the table and or in the fridge. And it's like, uh, you know, this is really a me problem and not a you problem, but I don't know if I want roadkill in the fridge. And that's probably my own biases, you know? Right, right. I wonder if she ever got anyone to fill that Craigslist listing because yeah. that's a tough sell, I will say. She did a, I continued having the phone call with her long after uh, I knew I wasn't going to rent because I just (laughs) needed to, I needed to hear more of her. I asked her if she ever liked taxidermy pets and she's like, oh no, no, that, that's too strange. Uh, I think just, uh, I would just do like an ear, oh, an ear or a tail. Uh, Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, just an ear or a tail so that, and she's like, yeah, so I could like have it in my pocket and just like pet it sometimes. It's like, you know what? I, oh, I, I see it. that's worse. That feels worse. It, you know what? Whatever get whatever, whatever, whatever makes you process, happy. As long as you, know? you didn't kill anything to get right. there. Right. Uh, yeah. Live yeah. and let live. Yeah. Some people, you know, look at different strokes for different folks. Some people like to stroke a dog ear. Uh, some people like to play volleyball. Uh, right. Some people like to paint. Some people like to hold a little dead dog ear in their pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I can't I can't judge because I'm bad at painting, but maybe I'd be better at having dead dog ears. Yeah, in you my never pockets. know. I'm not good you at never the know. other things. Right, so right. Sometimes it's it's not what you want. It's what Who you're good at. Who am I to judge? Uh, and taxidermy can be a really cool art. Uh, like it's I know that often like taxidermy. You think about like the kind of like bad taxidermy where it's like someone took a squirrel and put deer antlers on it and googly eyes. <laughs> But if you look at like some of the professional taxidermy where they're actually recreating scenes of nature for like museums and stuff, it's mind blowing. It's completely mind blowing. Wow. Wait, how did we start talking about taxidermy? I don't remember. I think I I invented something in my mind called a ferret keychain. Right. Um. Right. And then we started talking about taxidermy. Um, but originally right. we we're talking about ferrets uh, because these ferrets are just look like little buttered noodles that would fall right out of your arms and squirm around. This pile around. is so cute because my brain can't really calculate how many ferrets there are right. in this. I can't tell where... I think where... it's three, but I really can't tell. I don't know where one ends and one begins. Right. And I don't know too much about ferret biology. I don't think they can have two heads, right? Like, it's not like they Feels start out with like... a head. Yeah. No, but... I think one of the ends has to, to be a butt. Certainly there couldn't be two butts. That would be this, quite a ferret, though, right? Just a tube with two butts. But I don't a think that's... a two-butted ferret. It's like yeah. the opposite of a cat dog, where you just get you just get the tails. You don't that's get the, the faces. Thing. 
in the cat dog extended universe, there's got to be a just like dog butt attached to a cat butt, right? Yeah, that doesn't get to talk, and they wouldn't make the movie about them because no. um, people are discrimination prejudiced. because uh, because yeah. people are are small minded. Yeah, people uh, need to open their minds to things like uh, two butts on a tube or uh, dog ears, uh, dead dog ears. Um, anyways, I think uh, I think that's a good note to end on. Uh, it's, it's perfect. It's po- poetry, pure poetry. Pure poetry. Well, Kylie, did I answer all the questions you've ever had about crabs? I... Um know so much about crabs now i feel like i got such a good education i'm going to go downstairs and tell my roommates everything i've learned um Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be spouting crab facts all darn day so thank you so much for that please pass it on pay it forward pay the crabs forward until everyone forward yeah yeah i just want to like i want to kind of speed run this whole our inevitable evolution into becoming crabs like we got to start now we got like you know, global warming, world's going to be an ocean. If we could start now, I could see us becoming crabs in like a couple thousand years. Yeah, we just, it's not, it won't be that hard. We just need to get our our arms and legs just like a little bit like harder, a little right. bit uh, bonier, and then just develop two more limbs. And that shouldn't yeah. take too long. Yeah, yeah, I think you're missing one more pair of limbs. But hey, I, I think... Uh, and we'll you know, get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. That. It's. I mean, it's step by step by step by step. And right. uh, and then we suck on some sand and then we're there. Then we're already there, you know? There And then we're there. And then and we've we arrived. can join the crabs that came before us. Yeah, exactly. And maybe they'll welcome us. And that's when we'll, world peace... When we're all crabs, it's world peace. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you so much for joining me, Kylie. Do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I, um, well, you can follow me on all platforms at Dead Eye Breakman, and then I have a, a podcast coming out called Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. It is an improvised Hollywood roundtable podcast, like all those, you know, Vanity Fair, like all the supporting actors get together and gab. Um, so it's, it's, it's like that. It's very charactery. It's a lot of fun. Um, I host that with Patrick McDonald, Ari- Angela Giratana, and Jeremy Colhane, and it will be available, I think, two weeks from now. So sometime in June. Yeah, uh, now, just follow me. I'll update. Now will be now will be the future. Now will be next week. So now will be the future. We're doing this from the past. Woo, so just follow spooky. me, and I'll keep you updated. Keep updated with that. Check it out. Kylie is hilarious so i'm very excited for her new her new podcast so definitely check that out and she's got amazing videos on twitter they are hilarious and uh you can find us on the internet at creature feature pod on instagram at creature feet pod on twitter that's f-e-a-t f-e-e-t is something very different uh you can send me your ferrets or other things really any questions you have to creature feature pod at gmail.com and I sometimes I'm slow to respond because you guys send me your pet pictures and I don't think you realize how like if I see a pet picture I'm just staring at it for hours and trying to touch the screen because I don't know how images work and I think I'm petting the animal so yeah thank you for sending me uh, all your emails and uh, again thank you for listening to the show if you're enjoying it and you do a rating or review I read all of the reviews and I love them they warm my heart and also they warm the heart of the algorithm all hail the algorithm. We've got to please the algorithm. All uh, hail indeed. All hail the algorithm. We love you, algorithm. 
Um, and thanks to the Space Cossacks for their super awesome song, Exolumina. Creature features a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or hey, guess what? Where have you listened to your favorite shows, even if it's in a sand bubbler crab's igloo? I don't judge. See you next Wednesday. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.